Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. Alright, welcome back to another show, Driveway Beers Podcast. I, I noticed that when I start these podcasts, I never tell anyone what it is. Yeah. Like, I'm just assuming they saw the, the thumbnail so they know what they're listening to. I mean, most probably do. You think? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know every podcast that I'm listening to. That's true. So, But, like, with Joe Rogan, I mean, the beginning says, the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. At least announces what What's it is. Say? Joe Rogan podcast. All day, all night? All, yeah. <laughs> Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast all night. <laughs> he said apparently that was, like, a goof. Like, it was, like they put it on there because it sounded so stupid. Like, that's yeah. the real, like, that's what that whole That whole show started just him and his buddies sitting around smoking <laughs> weed, and they decided to record it one day. Yeah. And then... That's what this is. Yeah. Except there's no weed. <laughs> no. But, well, there could be. Yeah, well, not being. Yeah. But. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> One day. Yeah. What was that? What was it? Uh, two years, 18 days, Some, and 17 hours? Like yeah. <laughs> um, then this will become a weed podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll get listeners. Right. <laughs> Potheads are too lazy, so... Um, but, yeah, that's how it started. It was just a bunch of dudes sitting around, like, hanging out, and then we recorded it, and then... It just kind of grew from there. Right. Um, you know, now he's got millions of subscribers and listeners for each episode. And I think if we do it long enough, enough people will listen yeah. one day. Yeah, maybe. Or we just die. Or we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just die off and nobody yeah. fucking knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, hey, all things are possible. Oh, oh yeah. So we're going to drink another whiskey tonight. So last week... We did Old Forester 86. We got two more in front of us. We have Bullet. Mm-hmm. And we have Knob Creek. Bullet's 90 proof. Knob Creek 9 is 100 proof. For those who didn't tune in last week, we are not your seasoned whiskey drinkers. We are new to this. I jumped on a bandwagon with Mike about a month ago when he said, Hey, I want to start a new hobby. I'm going to start drinking more whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Because beer's making me fat. I was like, you know what? Beer's probably making me fat too. Let's do I'm on it. Let's do it. I know I'm going to, I hate whiskey, but I'm going to try it. Anyway. For health. So, for health. Right. <laughs> and, and so we get slim. You're right. We're going to get our whiskey. Sacrifice some willing to make. Yes. Now, have you ever heard of a whiskey belly? No. <laughs> no, I haven't. Everyone's heard of a beer belly. Right. Beer keg. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. yeah. So we jumped on this train and we, <laughs> and, we went from, we we lost food as a vice and picked up whiskey. Yeah. And cigars. It's too cold for cigars in the basement. Mm-hmm. Maybe when it gets warmer out, we can, we'll record this in the garage. Because to be honest with you, I don't know if you've noticed, but we haven't had too many guests on the show lately because I noticed it was super creepy when I said, hey, you want to come down to the basement? Yeah. Especially a lady. Yeah. Right. Like, Yeah. I have no, like, there's no qualifier for that, right? It's just creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, you're this, you're an expert in this field. You want to come down to the basement and talk on microphones? (laughs) (laughs) You want to, like, you want to come to our murder basement? Right. (laughs) Yeah. That probably isn't the best way to go about stuff. Right. Right. No. Um, So maybe we'll start doing this in the garage in the summertime. 
just so it's not as creepy when we ask the people to come on. Like, if it's dudes, I don't care. Right. Yeah, you, look, you've been to the basement before. Right. It ain't that creepy. We're not going to actually, we're not going to cut you off. Right. You know, some fingers. Right. It ain't that, but when you ask, like, a lady, like a married lady, like, yeah. hey, you want to come to her basement? Yeah. So what'd you do at night? Oh, where, where'd you go off? I was hanging out with two dudes in a basement. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, Miss Fiedler, if you're out there, no offense. Uh, <laughs> thank you for trusting us enough yeah. to come down here. And I hope we have you back on soon, yeah. right? <laughs> now that we've said that, right? <laughs> she ain't coming back now. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, out in the garage, maybe we'll smoke some cigars. Uh, but while we're in the basement, we're going to keep trying a whiskey, uh, hopefully every show or something, until we run out of new ones. But So, all right, we got two. We got Knob Creek 9, 100 proof. And we got Bullet, yep. which is your staple. Yeah, Bullet's just my, like, house bourbon. And um, I forget what it costs, but it's not going to break the bag. So so looking at the two, this one's definitely got more of, like, that brownish. Yeah. The brown to it. Mm-hmm. But I I, th- I think I'm down to try the Bullet. Let's do it. I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm ready for that. Yeah. Do you need more ice? I think, I think I'm good with ice. Okay, yeah, because these are those insulated cups. So the insulated cups. Luckily, luckily, I've got a wife that kind of encourages these vices in me. That's she's good. like, she's like, oh, I'm glad you have a new hobby. Let me encourage that. Here's some, here's some glasses for it. What? So I got some like whiskey glasses. Now. Why can't my new hobby be running? Right, because <laughs> that, <laughs> like, that's awful. Eating vegetables because it would suck. Cause they suck. Yeah. <laughs> Like, more nicotine and alcohol. Right. So, look. That was a really that was a really long pause right there. That was a pregnant pause. I went for like look, look, and then I just went silent. And I was and I was busy drinking. Yeah, so. you were yeah, right. I, I, I honestly, that was a horrible job on my part covering you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, it, some people like they take up smoking and they lose a ton of weight. The problem with cigars is I don't smoke enough of them for it to be an everyday thing. Yeah, people take up smoking like Marlboro Reds. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or like the girls back in college smoking Parliaments, the P-bombs. Sure, because you take your 15-minute smoke breaks, so you're not eating food. Right. Right? So when you take up cigars and you only smoke them like once every two weeks or once a month, it does nothing for the waistline at all. Mm -mm. No, it's not a helper. No. Um. I'll smoke them more when the when the weather gets warmer, especially if I go camping. Yeah, I'll do like one a night while we're camping. But and then of course my girls, they'll yell at me. Like my 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 youngest, like, Daddy, is that a smoker? Is See, that a smoker? They don't understand. It's no. nuanced, right? Like this is okay. That cigarettes are not right, and it doesn't make any sense for a little kid because. <laughs> Here's this big, huge cigar that takes you forever to smoke, where a cigarette takes, what, five minutes, if that, right. to smoke. So it's like, which one is the the worst to a little kid? Yeah, the big cigar belch and smoke is probably the worst one, but it's not. And they don't get that. Yeah. Well, and I don't have the heart to tell her, but like, look, it's not the smoking the cigar that's going to kill me. It's the big beer belly that right. I haven't gotten rid of yet. That's probably going to kill me first. Yeah. And you don't yell at me for eating a hot dog. Right, you know? I eat hot dogs all day. Right, but you're yelling at me for the cigar... You know, I, I don't have the heart to tell her because she's only seven, right? Yeah. You know, okay, so and the older one just looks at me, 
like she she gives me like the weird thing like my wife doesn't give me like the stare right yeah. she's like okay whatever it is what it is mm-hmm. she'll buy me accessories like she she got me the the ashtray yeah you know or or the the, the portable thing that i don't really know how i'm going to use yet mm-hmm. but i thought it looked really cool so i was like hey i would like that for christmas she's like oh okay, okay no problem yeah my daughter gives me the side li- side eye when, when i'm smoking the cigar <laughs> like like you know you shouldn't be doing that right right like get you're 10 go yeah get, get away Go play or something. Yeah, don't like, you have something to do? Don't judge my bad habits and don't do them, but don't judge my bad habits. So yeah, uh, you know, father of the year over here, uh, smoking cigars in front of his children, um, <laughs> hopping them up on s'mores and uh, when we go camping. Yeah, the sugar you're eating is worse than the cigar I'm smoking. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see you stopping. I don't, I don't see you putting that third marshmallow back. <laughs> So I'm going to smoke this cigar, kid. <laughs> like, great parenting right there. Um, but, although, compared to some of the other people, when I see like their kids acting like animals, forget it. I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Have they carjacked anyone lately? No. No. You're good. Doing great. It's <laughs> um, bad that that's the standard. Hey, look. If it makes me look good, <laughs> and they're not jacking my car, yeah. great. Hey, jack it all you want. Yeah. I don't want it back. Total it. So that's the other behind the look. I would love to have a conversation with the carjacking guy. Like, they're probably looking to get in and out, right? And I want to have a conversation. Oh, 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 oh. oh. I'm not trying. No, no. I'm not trying to stop you. Right. But this car better disappear. Yeah. R- like, quick. Quick-like. <laughs> I don't want you to just ditch it a, a mile from here so that they'll go find it and fix it. Like, this needs to be a car the cops don't find. Yeah. For real. Yeah, like torched. <laughs> They're going to look at me like I got seven heads. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> you want me to steal your car? Yes. L- listen. Take it to another state. Take it to a chop shop. I don't care. Wherever you got to take it so that they don't find it and that they can total it yeah. for me and I can get my insurance money and go get a new car, that's what you're going to well, do. It's like the... Uh, that's Doug, the trade here. Doug DeMuro had that... I think it was a Kia Cephia. That... <laughs> <laughs> he just left parked in Philadelphia with the keys in it, and no one would even steal it. <laughs> so he ended up driving. I think he drove the. It was either a Galanda wagon or a G wagon or a uh, or his <laughs> Defender over top of it. But <laughs> uh, so by the way, yeah. that, that coughing was me. So did you? Was that from the from the from bullet? the bullet? Yeah, uh, that was from the bullet. See, I don't I don't find it that bad. I just you gotta let it mellow a little bit. In the, you gotta let the ice. Mellow it out a little bit. I waited like a good five minutes before I took a sip. Yeah, see, I'm good with it, man. That's a, that's a rough sip for me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna. I'm, sometimes the first sip is the roughest, so it's definitely not as smooth as the old Forester. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, this one will put a little bit more hair in your chest. Yeah. Um. But the I mean, I'm I got to imagine the price difference is probably that's probably close to what fifteen twenty. Yeah, it might be twenty five. Twenty five, really. Maybe. Okay, if that's 25, I'd go up to that for 32. Yeah. Or 34. Yeah, this... I Or the Knob Creek. I would go to that. My my wife bought this, so, um, around Thanksgiving. So you can see I haven't drank that because it's half full. But, uh... This will warm you up. Yeah, this is a good fire pit, <laughs> um, fire pit drinking. I don't know, man. I don't... I don't, I don't this, this reminds me of another one I've got, and I wish I could remember the name of it. 
Elijah oh, Craig? Yes. Okay. Oh my, how did you know? I saw it upstairs. Okay. All right. <laughs> I thought you'd had it before. Like I've had Elijah Craig. Okay. Everyone, like, in those YouTube videos, people swear by Elijah Craig. So I, I bought one. I bought the Elijah Craig small batch. Mm-hmm. I think it was, what, maybe 90 proof or something like that? It wasn't that high a proof. That's what this is. Yeah. I thought it was awful. You might just have, like, a hard limit. It might not be as, like, once you get to that 90, yeah. it might just be too too hot for you. But see, I don't know. See, and, and that's why I want to try the Knob Creek later. Because the Knob Creek's 100. Yeah. And I've drank that before. And I thought it was all right. Yeah. It, it, I might have, like, a medium point where I just don't like it. It could also be a, a, a quality thing, too. Well, so. Could, so it could be, like, because there's more heat to it. But not enough flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And then once you get up to 100, you're roughly dealing with the same amount of heat, but more flavor. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm talking like I know what I'm talking about, right? Which so This is why we either need Jared or Christian down here, because they would be able to tell us. Yeah, but it's more fun with us just kind of muddling through. That is so. That is very true. Rather than like, oh, this got a nice bouquet. The f- well, the funny part is it's like. oaky, huh? I know I know if, uh, if I were to say something to Jared, he gets all serious on me. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not what it is. Like, wait, no, this is, we're having a good time here. Don't go serious on me. (laughs) This is not a serious, this is not a serious endeavor here. This is is me drinking whiskey and trying to make sense of things. Let's see. What is, there you go. Um, oh, that's 1.75. What are you looking for? How much this stuff is? Bullet. Yeah. So. 25 to 35. That's yeah, interesting. Or 750. That's a Drizzly. So Dri- so here's the Drizzly's prices are super low. Okay. Now, you, do you watch the Pat McAfee show or listen to it sometimes? I should. It's a, it's, it's a weird listen, dude. It, it's, like a, it's like a bro fest, yeah. unfortunately. I like that show when they have the serious takes. Mm-hmm. Like when... Pat and AJ, Mac, AJ Hawk Talk, yeah, or Darius Butler, or even AQ Shipley now. But when he's talking with like his boys and it gets kind of like silly and stupid, mm-hmm. that's when I, I lose it. Yeah. I'm too old for the bro shit. Yeah. At this point, I, it makes no sense to me, right? Yeah. But when they still, like, they know their football, though. So, like, I like listening to them when they talk about that stuff. And they, they get great guests on that show for sports. And they get them to act like humans isn't aaron Rodgers on there every tuesday every tuesday he's kind of a douche <laughs> like, don't remember, like i want to like him really badly because i think everyone treats him like shit but when he goes on that show he kind of has that cocky arrogance mm-hmm. that like you see it on the football field like oh that's just him on the football field that, yeah but no that that seems to be how he is in real life like he's got that kind of jaded personality mm-hmm. like someone like like a dude that's always dicked over i think he's gonna end up being like a He's retired. I'll end up being like a hippie down in the, oh, down I don't in the rainforest. Oh, mushrooms. absolutely. Well, he already, he already is. He goes yeah. out in the offseason doing ayahuasca. Yeah. That shit's amazing. Yeah. Like I, there was a guy, there was a, uh, back before Vice got super woke. Whoa, oh, I just sound like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> before Vice got super woke, there was, uh, I can't remember this dude's name. Uh, it was essentially a show about this super pharmacology kind of dude mm-hmm. or whatever 
and he would go to these places and learn about like natural remedies and natural herbs. And he, that's where I saw ayahuasca for the first time because mm-hmm. they did an episode on it. And he went to one of these resorts in like Central America, and he did ayahuasca and and, and it, for I think it, maybe I was just unaware, but then I would see other shows about ayahuasca and and like they show you like the per, it's like they do like the do, real uh reality tv documentary yeah. type shit and they show people going on that are on ayahuasca and then of course you have the people <coughs> that are administering it yeah and like trying to make it sound like all official and like oh no this didn't like no fucker this is a it's a hallucinogenic drug that makes licking, people licking toads well, it, it makes people throw up it's basically a detox drug for yeah them. like it, everything comes out you shit yourself you vomit you sweat it out everything mm-hmm. and you do it to an extreme that you hallucinate it does have hallucinogenic effects on it where you think you're going like it, it's basically like a huge acid trip well there's with a lot more side effects yeah. but there's been a lot there's been well, I don't think there's been any research on the United States because, of course, everything's illegal when it comes to that. But, um, like, so I listened to on a couple podcasts. One was a girl named Kelsey Sheeran. She was Canadian uh, in the Canadian Army. <clears throat> Ended up going with uh, the Black Watch on some missions in Afghanistan because needed a female to search females. Yep. And, um, Couple dudes got blown up real bad. It was it just it became a mess. So she had a bunch of bad PTSD, some injuries. She did some work with psychedelics and really saw some value in it. There's another guy named uh, uh, Keegan or Kagan Gill. He ejected from an F-18 at the speed of sound Jesus. and lived. Broke every, damn near every bone in his body was broken. So they found him. He's a rat. so he survived the ejection. His parachute almost drowned him. Because he's in the, in the in the ocean, but they find him, end up. So he he did some some work with it, and so it's really helped some of these people with PTSD. And then if you think about football players, like maybe there could be some benefit for CTE, um, which I'm convinced. You used to see the the video with OBJ on the on the flight. No, what happened? So he got drunk and got kicked off a flight, oh. but was acting acting a fool, not acting a fool like you know showing his showing his ass as far as, like, you know, hitting stuff or yelling and screaming. But essentially, he's like, you know, well, everyone, I'll leave the flight, but everyone has to get off the plane with me. And then I'll get off the plane. And it's just, no, dude, you're drunk. Get off the plane. But if you look at who are the head cases in the NFL, there are these dudes that take their DBs, linebackers, and wide receivers. Wide receivers. And they, but who's having, sustaining the those high-speed impacts, those three positions? Right. Offensive linemen, defensive linemen, aren't like they're hitting each other every play. Yeah, but they're only like a yard apart. From right, each other. they're they're popping there's, each other. There's no lead up to impact. Right, and they're not <clears throat> they're they're taking it head on. They're not getting blind. You're ear holed by right. by a guided missile. You know, so maybe there's some benefit to it. You know, and if you think of some of these players, like I guarantee you that, um, like. Ocho Cinco, OBJ, Antonio Brown, um, the uh, God, I can't think of his name. Played for the Eagles. Played for Dallas. Receiver. Terrell Owens. Yeah, yeah. I I guarantee you, there's CTE in those dudes. Did you Did you hear about recently about uh, Tua Tagovailoa, Mm-mm. the quarterback in Miami? 
So he was he was out. He got three concussions in five weeks. Yeah. One of which he got on the field, staggered, fell, and he convinced the training staff that it was a, a he had a stinger in his back or something, mm-hmm. and that's why he kind of fell. Yeah. He said he got jelly legged basically. They let him go out and play, got another concussion in that game, got taken out. Um, and then he had that he came back the following week, I believe, and that was when he had like the knives out hands. Yeah. Um, and then he was out for a while, and then he came back, and then got another one, and that's when he was out for the season. Yeah. He's been the advice he has been given by everyone other than the NFL doctors, of course, was that he should retire. Yeah. If if he wants to be able to lead a normal life, he should retire. Andrew Luck left. But what do the Dolphins do? They've named him their starting quarterback for next year. Yeah. Like, at what point do they... They need to. I mean, you, look. You can't take away a, a guy's way to make a living, yeah. right? But move him to the front office. Yeah, like save the guy from himself. Mm-hmm. Or like, you, you can't be the NFL. Say you care about player safety, and let Tua Tungavailoa back on the field. Yeah, I'm sorry. That'd be like. I mean, that's almost like if that guy from Buffalo is allowed to play football again. Mm-hmm. And for people that don't know, his last name is Hamlin, I believe. Yeah, DeMar De- Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin. The guy died on the field. Yeah. He had to be resuscitated with an AED device. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Nine minutes of CPR to keep him alive. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he's made a full recovery. Yeah. If they let that kid... And he's a kid. He's in his early 20s. Yeah. He's not going to stop himself. No. He is still invincible in his mind. If the NFL lets him back on the field, they deserve any and all lawsuits that come their way for player safety. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The dude died right. on the field. Yeah. You got to tap out on that one. Right. right? It's, it's almost like the, was it the, the hangover the second hang, like, right. but did you die? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and they're, uh, people don't understand. They're not going to do it themselves. No. And I don't know. How, like, let's say to his dad even says, look, you shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Unless the NFL stops him, he's going to go back. Yeah. If the NFL says you can come back, he's going back. Because that's his dream. Mm-hmm. That That's his way. I, even if his family's not in poverty, that's life-changing money. That's generational money. Yeah. And, you know, especially for a guy like DeMar Hamlin. Like, I think his mom raised him. Mm-hmm. Like, this, like, that's life-changing money, not just for him and his mom. For his kids, their kids, yeah, great. I mean, you're talking four, five. That's why they call it generational money, right? And here's the difference between Hamlin and Tua. Tua was a high, ra- you know, was a was a first round draft pick, right? And then, of course, they get big. 
There's other players that aren't first round draft picks. They don't have the money. That just break into the league. Like that first year that they're actually in the league and like they have a solid starting position. Yeah. But they're not, you know, a pro bowler. They're not, you know, they're those dudes aren't making it takes them a while to build that that up. And that first year, like think about these players that get caught up from the minor leagues. They're still playing on a two way contract. They're not even making league minimum. But you know, say that rookie sensation that comes out, and I'm not talking like an Adley Rushman, but a dude they they call up and like actually does really well. Dude might be only making three hundred grand that year. Yeah, you know, and baseball is the worst as far as that goes. Yeah, because they don't make jack in the minors, right? Again, unless you're one of like the top fifteen picks. Yeah, you don't make anything. Mm-mm. At least with the NFL, I'm not going to justify the NFL. Outside of the first round, I don't think there's guaranteed money. Yeah. Um, average NFL career is three years. Mm-hmm. Three. Yeah. So if you make minimum, I think league minimum is what six hundred grand. Yeah. Maybe. At one point, I remember being four fifty, but I think it's six hundred now. And I think it goes up. I think that's like rookie minimum. Yeah. So let's say you make it those three years. You're one point eight mil. Mm-hmm. And if a lot of that money. I want to say 60, 6% goes to your agent, 35 goes to the federal government. Yeah. If you're in a state where there's state income tax, that's another 6 to 7% mm-hmm. right there. Some as high as 12. Yeah. So 50% of your money's gone. Yeah. So you, you went from 1.6 to f- like 800,000 yeah. over three years. Mm-hmm. And that has to be all the money for the rest of your life. Yeah. And those dudes don't get, and even the players that might be doing a bit better. Yeah. Like, how many of them have big, fat endorsement contracts? Like, Justin Tucker is probably the greatest kicker to ever play the game. He's got an endorsement deal with Royal Farms. Right. You know? That's a couple of He probably probably makes close to his annual salary. Yeah. With just Royal Farms. But that's, you know, but your average, even your your big, some of your big-time dudes, um... They don't have big endorsement deals. Like those are your your mega stars, like Peyton Manning, um, Tom Brady, like the Drew Brees. Like those dudes are getting the big yeah. endorsement deals. The other ones, um, you know, does Tua have a endorsement deal? I'm sure he's got something down in Miami. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's or, not, we're not talking. You know, maybe, uh, maybe he's got some of that Subway money. Yeah, you know, taking over for Jared. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not, but we're not talking like Peyton Manning on in every commercial. No, it's not. It's not. It's not Aaron Rodgers and State Farm money. Yeah, it, quarterbacks get the majority of the cap. I mean, look, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers getting the State Farm money. Peyton Manning got the nationwide money. Yeah, you get. Some, but most of these guys, like they're doing like Justin Tucker deals. Yeah, where Royal Farms is is a regional convenience store. Yeah, they probably pay him a couple million bucks. Yeah. Like for like for nationwide and Peyton Manning, that was probably at least ten million a year. Oh yeah, like he was probably making. I mean, it, Tom Brady makes more money off the field than he does on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, it, well, even you have, but and then you might run into a dude like JJ Watt, right? But JJ Watt is just like I I actually see him coming out and being like the next. Um, who's the dude that he used to play for the Raiders? I think he's on White Guy. He was a defensive end. Has been in movies. Not Howie Long. Yeah. 
That guy? Yeah. Well, why not? I mean, he did a couple movies. Yeah. I, I see him probably more as like a Michael Strahan type. Yeah. He Like, super big personality. Yeah. I mean, Michael Strahan? Dude's on like, dude hosts Good Morning America with Kelly I, Ripa. Yeah. Or he used to. Yeah, so he used to do, yeah, he used to do Live with Kelly. Yeah. And then he left that and went to GMA, Good Morning America. Something like that. Too. But then he does, like, the NFL shows. Um, yeah. So. He's making a lot of money. Yeah. Doing all right. Making more than he did when he was, but he's got a big personality, friendly to the camera. Oh, yeah. You know. Got that big, um, he's always got the big smile on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a, there's an art to being good on TV. I mean, look, mm-hmm. some would say Charles Barkley probably makes more on TV than he ever did in the NBA. Yeah. Right? But he's got a he's got a personality for TV. Yeah, you know. And how, I mean, Shaq's kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Like they're big personalities, but they're lovable personalities. Yeah. You know, and Shaq's stick is like he acts like he's stupid, but the dude's not, the dude's, dude's brilliant. As yeah, hell. <laughs> the the he reminds me of Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. So what people don't know is Magic Johnson owns a lot of stuff. Like he started off, I think I think he bought up. Movie theaters. Yeah, there's one in um, in uh, Largo. Was it AMC Movie Theater or something? Like that? Well, they're well, they're called Magic Theaters. Okay, but, but I think I think he bought in as yeah. part of a larger group yeah. or something like that, and he he branded his own. He might be on his own now, but when he first started, he bought like a, a lot of franchise movie theaters, mm-hmm. and then he took that money and parlayed it into other things. I mean, the guy owns a part of the Dodgers for crying yeah. out loud. He's not a majority owner, but he he owns a piece of it. Oh yeah, and you gotta just to get in some of those groups, you gotta have bucks. Oh yeah, and I think he, I want to say he owns a part of some like a couple other sports teams. I don't think it's just the Dodgers mm-hmm. anymore. Well, if you look at some of these other dudes, like maybe Kings, um, like Joe Gibbs, yeah, like what racing, yeah, you know, racing. Then you see guys buying car dealerships and well, hey, um, Roger Penske, yeah. I mean, shoot, man. Penske was one of the first guys to to kind of start consolidating mm-hmm. those uh, those car dealerships. And then he got into rental trucks. Yeah. I mean, because he saw – everyone knows Ryder. Ryder, yeah. The rental trucks. Yep. Well, Penske's the other big one. Yeah. I mean, it, these guys are not stupid. It, that's why, like, a lot, I'm surprised a lot of these guys don't retire sooner. After they've got their bag, mm-hmm. because there's a lot more money to be made on the outside just by being who they are. Yeah, because billionaires and millionaires love to be around former star athletes. Yeah, yeah, and they lo- like they love to call them their friend, mm-hmm. even if they're not. So if that means you got to let him into the investment group with a little bit less than everybody else, mm-hmm. but you get magic. Oh yeah, you bring him in. Yeah. And that's how these guys should be leveraging. Like if I ever if I ever had any advice for young athletes and they're be like, oh well you sold out, you sold out man, f- screw that. Cause when your grandchildren's grandchildren still have that money, yeah. You don't you think they care that you sold out to quote unquote sold out? Right. You think like Rothschilds great ancestor or whatever level of ancestor we're on from the Rothschilds. You didn't care he sold out? Yeah. (laughs) Hell no. Give zero fucks. Right. And all the people that gave a crap about him selling out, they're they're all dead. dead. (laughs) (laughs) And their their ancestors and and whatnot now are probably poor. Yeah. Because they didn't want to sell out. Right. I stayed true to my hood or whatever. Okay. Get out of here with that nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's kind of like some people just got the wrong mentality when it comes to that stuff. It's like, look, man, you do what you got to do to make your money to let to to elevate your family's lifestyle. Yeah. Otherwise, because let's say you leave, let's say you don't sell out. And I'm going to put quote sell out, and some of the some of your family still got to live where they live in a dangerous part, and mm-hmm. someone dies because of it. You're gonna be pissed off you didn't sell out then. Yeah, straight up. I mean, yeah. look, and, and I don't know if I'm maybe just maybe because I'm not in that position, right? That I don't want to be seen as a sellout. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> my, if I if if I go make some kind of deal, my brother's gonna be like, "Oh, you sold out." He ain't gonna, you know, like, "Hey, can I come along?" Yeah, you know? I don't. I don't have. I won't have that anchor weighing me down. Yeah, like if <laughs> if my oldest makes it to the. NBA, right? Like no one's really, like you sold Foxmore out, <laughs> right? Right. Everyone's like, oh, I, I remember that kid. He's from here. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And now he's not. Yeah. And good on him. Yep. Good for him. Well, it's I like mean, Kevin Durant is from Seat Pleasant. Yeah. You know, uh, right, right outside DC, rough area, and now he still gives back to his community. Yeah. Like he built a whole rec center and all kinds of stuff there. But he ain't living there. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. He's, you know, um, so that's, and I, I don't understand why people would, and that, like, you, you look at Michael Vick, you know, you're still hanging out with all the people that you grew up with, and what they, they got you in trouble. Look, big, right. You went to jail. Right. Now, he was actively involved in, you know, the dog fighting and all that nonsense, but, like. But he, he gave up his some of his prime careers for that nonsense. Yeah. To Dude, fight Pitbull? Look, what are you doing? You probably lost 25 to 30 mil. Yeah. Especially because the next contract you signed, which you got lucky they let you sign it, Yeah, was for pennies on the dollar of what you should have gotten if you didn't go to jail. That dude was super lucky that he was able to come back and kind of redeem himself. And I don't know if that would happen today. I think that dude would be canceled. Done. (coughs) So... I swallowed that wrong. It wasn't a bad sip. <laughs> Went down the wrong pipe. I just swallowed it wrong, like a <laughs> dummy. Like I've never swallowed anything before. Oh yeah, I literally had, like swallowed it. Had to cough it back up. Swallowed it again. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually tastes better now than it did before. It mellowed out a little bit. It did mellow out. Yeah. It, it, I feel like there's more flavor now than it was before. Yeah. But it's weird because it watered down. <laughs> yeah, it is weird, and maybe yeah. that's why it's not hitting so hard anymore. Yeah. Like I, I definitely tasted more flavor. Now than I did the first mm-hmm. time though, which is yeah. strange. Yeah, no, it's it, like I said, it's one of my one of my favorites. But um, <laughs> yeah, on the sports vein, uh, did you see the player for the Flyers didn't wear the pride jersey? Oh my god! Yes, and I saw it. and I heard about it for three days after. Yeah, so I like first of all, I, I think it's important to realize why the leagues. NHL, MLB, and why they do all this stuff. Anyone who thinks that these leagues give a fuck about you or your cause, you're you're fooling yourself. All they do it for is to sell more jerseys. So the Washington Capitals have two primary jerseys, right? Home and away. That's how it was for years. Well, then they came out with the alternate or the retro or reverse retro. They came out with those. Other, then they came out with the pride jersey, right? It's not because they care about LGBTQ rights. Nope. 
They want to sell jerseys to people. And then they have the same with the St. Patrick's Day jersey and the the Veterans Day jersey and all the other jerseys they come out with, like the veteran that's in Digicam, like the camouflage. They wear it for warm-ups. The breast cancer one that's pink. The all cancer one that's purple, the autism one that's the rainbow. They can, they could give two shits. You come up with something that they can make a jersey off of, they're gonna sell it and make money off of it. And, and for people will buy them. Yeah, people. There are some diehard fans that buy them, and there's every single of, one of them. And there's yeah, and there's enough of them out there where it's worth it for them to do this. Yeah, you'll have people like <clears throat> we talk about cults a lot, right? Like. People find an interest, they, and, and then their their rider dies, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody can tell them that it sucks. Yeah. Nobody can tell them when the Flyers suck. Yeah. And they have eight Flyers jerseys. Yeah. Because that's their cult. That's what they're into. That's their hobby. Mm-hmm. And there's enough of those people. And every single special game they play in, so Winter Classic, Stadium Series, yeah. they come out with new jersey for it. New patches, new jerseys, new, new combinations. Yeah, all this stuff just – so you can, now you can have 8 million Flyers jerseys. Yep. Now the Flyers, some of them are like each one's uglier than the last. Um, now this guy, I forget his name, Properov or something, I forget. Some Russian dude. Yeah. Sure. But – he, you know, the the people are freaking out that he didn't wear the pride jersey, right? During warmups, not during the game, during warmups, right? Okay. But then the same people who were complaining that he took a stand with that and not the military had no problem with everyone kneeling and doing all that. So it's like there's the, the double standard again. Yep. Um. Now, I don't really care what the guy does. I don't even like the flyers. I hate the Flyers. Right. So um, the Capitals had their pride jersey. Everyone wore it. If I was playing for them, I would just put whatever. Uh, how much you paying me? Right. You know, I'm not trying to make a stand. Right. You know, now I support all these people. I, you know, hey, you know, I, I want everyone to feel comfortable. Hockey has had a rough go with trying to diversify. It's been, and it's nice to see different faces on the bench. Sure. I, you know, as a fan of the sport, everyone should want to grow their sport and diversify it. So the fact that you see black faces, Asian faces um, on these benches, to me, it's awesome because it shows that the sport's growing and appealing to more people. Um, and if you're going to have special jerseys for them, but let's not forget the reason they're doing it is Just, to sell some schlub a jersey. Right. Like, <clears throat> So, my issue is this. When these things happen, and he's not the first guy to do this. Maybe in hockey he was, but yeah. there's been another guy. Like, for example, like the, the kneeling thing before the National Anthem. Um, plenty of athletes didn't want to kneel, and they had to... And, of course, like they get questioned by these reporters. Like, they, like the reporters care. The guy had to say, well, you know, I'm Russian Orthodox. I don't believe it because of my religion. Mm-hmm. I hate that excuse. Yeah. Listen, man. It, <clears throat> let, let's. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to separate out the groups. 
for everybody. There's L and G, lesbian and gay. I believe they make up about 5% to 10% of the U.S. population. Mm-hmm. Uh, the B is for bisexual. I, I could, if you want to lump them in, I, I, I think it's it's a minute number. Yeah, that gets lumped in. The T for trans. All right, the, that that that's the hot button. Yeah. Now, less than one percent of the population. Mm-hmm. Less than one. Yet they get pandered to, like they're sixty percent of the population. Yeah. A majority, and I'm going to say a, f- a hefty majority, 80%, or I'll say 70% of this country doesn't care. Yeah. They're not against you. <clears throat> they just don't, it's not like people sit around. Now we are, but it's not like people sit around and say, how about those trans people today, all right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, they got it rough. Yeah. <laughs> no one's doing that. The only time it comes up is when, and it, I correct me if I'm wrong. It's only been within like the last three years that trans men have wanted to compete against women. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, trans women want to compete against biological women. Right. That's the only time anyone's ever cared. Mm-hmm. Because you're talking about a transgender woman competing against a biological female. And their response is, well, all women are women. Yeah. Or trans women are women. Now, most men just kind of stand up for the side like the St. Our fight. Yeah. Unless they're dads with daughters, mm-hmm. like myself. Or you have the LGBTQ feminists, and I'm not even going to put L and G in there because I don't think they really want to be involved in this either. But you have the the trans, uh, the pro trans group, whether they're allies or trans themselves. And then you, on the other side of that, you have what Dave Chappelle commonly refers to as TERFs. Mm hmm. Trans exclusionary radical feminist. Mm-hmm. Basically, meaning you're a feminist, but you don't include trans females as in your feminist movement. Right. That's essentially what it means, right? Okay. Most people in their day to day life don't even think about it. And they didn't think about it until trans women started competing against biological women. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's face some facts there. Now, did the L and the G group have issues 10, 20 years ago with gay marriage? Sure. There was an issue. Yeah. And in my opinion, the state or federal government shouldn't be involved in issuing marriage certificates. That's between that's between the couple and their church because mm-hmm. marriage is a church concept. Civil unions, in my opinion, is what all marriages should be. In the eyes of the state yeah, and the really federal just, government, they're just it's, and, and, and it's only for well, for one, it's only for tax purposes yeah. in their eyes. But in medical instances, that's the other major benefit. Yeah, because in some instances with hospitalization, only family members 
can be inside the room or can only have certain rights as far as death and, mm-hmm. and medical concerns. And if you need a piece of paper from the state, city, federal government to say that, yes, you are indeed family with this person. Right. Then I don't care whether you're male, male, female, female, male, female. I don't care. <clears throat> if you want to make it that any two people can union up via contract in the eyes of the state, fine. Let it be that way. But stop calling it marriage certificates. Mm-hmm. Marriage, in my eyes, is two people and a church. Yeah, or, or whatever religious, religious organization. Yes. Yeah. Religious organization. Sorry. Yeah. Every religion has some yeah. form of... Spiritual union. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's always been my stance on it. And once that hurdle was kind of overcome, I don't know what rights... I'm going to use quote-unquote straight or cisgendered people, which I hadn't heard the word cisgendered. Until about two years ago. I don't know what rights they have that now that gay and lesbian and trans folks don't have. Right. And and that's what what I always come back to when they, when this comes up is like, what can't you do exactly that the other group can? Correct. What are you unable to do that, what are you prohibited from doing by law? That everyone else can do. Like, but if we're talking, then, are we talking about sports now? Because yeah. now we're not talking about. Now it's not an L and G issue. It's just a T issue. Yeah. And for anyone who says there's no difference between a transgender woman and a biological woman in physical sporting events, needs to take a hard look at some science. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It, we can have a discussion as to whether that physical difference makes a difference. Yeah. But feminism, and nowadays they would call them TERFs, fought for a lot of years to get Title IX implemented. Yeah. Equal equal rights for female athletes. Mm-hmm. Which also meant it was equal opportunity for female athletes, and which included scholarship money. So yeah. now it's money. Now you're talking about some money. It's interesting. That's that's what caused the kind of spurred on field hockey. Yeah. Was that it was a sport that only women played in the United States. In the United States. And not across the world, right. though. Yeah. But in the United States, only girls played it. So that kind of balanced out football, you know, because every other sport, like there's men's basketball, women's basketball. There's... Men's lacrosse, women's lacrosse. There's baseball, softball. Swimming has both. Gymnastics even has both. But they had nothing to go against football. Field hockey kind of fit that niche. Like, that's kind of where it really came in. Well, even wrestling, too. Yeah. Yeah. You you had to have some women's only sports to balance. And that's really kind of... Because, like, cheer couldn't do it. Right. There wasn't enough of them. Right. Um, Some of the other stuff that athletic endeavors, like maybe if you had, like, a rhythmic gymnastics or something, or, like synchronized swimming a lot of men aren't doing that or you'll have or you'll have like a women's swimming team but not a men's yeah like you'll have only one yeah you, you're right you're right you're trying to balance it out yeah because but they only had to do it because of that law mm-hmm. and it really it really talked about athletic departments at these educational institutions before sports blew up yeah they had to give 
equal scholarship money to women. Yeah. Um, now, whether you want to agree with that or not, as a concept, is completely separate, but by law, it has to be that way. Mm-hmm. I'm happy it exists because I got two daughters. Yeah. Right? If you asked me that maybe 15, 20 years ago, I'm, I might have had a different answer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I also didn't do any research on it either. Right. I mean, it, that, what do they say? With age comes wisdom, right? <laughs> With age will comes research and stuff that I've looked up. Yeah. You know, and, and yes, I, I do feel because you got to remember a lot of these educational institutions, they get federal money. Mm-hmm. And you now have to adhere by federal rules and guidelines. Yeah. So, yes, you should have to provide equal opportunity for men and women for scholarship money. Yeah. Um. But now you have another group of people that want to dig into that pot of money. Is it widespread? No. But it's becoming more widespread. Well, and I think you have to look at... So, now, great, I have old boys. But I think you have to look at it from... There's the competitive aspect, of course. And if you look at Leah Thomas... So, I'm not going to go in dead name. I don't believe... like. If Leah Thomas is living as a woman and wants to be addressed as a woman, sure. I'm not going to insult her or degrade her by saying he or whatever. No. Or live, using... Live how you want to live. Yeah. You're Leah Thomas. Great. You know, that's 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 awesome. I'm going to support you. However, yeah. you can't deny the fact that when she swam on the men's team, she was 400-something overall. And then goes and takes the has to be on hormone blockers for X amount of time and to go and become to go and swim on the women's team and then goes from four hundred eighty six to number one. Right. You look at Allison Felix, who's the fastest woman on earth. However, if you compare her time, the top three hundred male high school track athletes are all faster than she is. So that that's a significant number. You take the world record holder, Olympic gold medalist, down the list of all Allison Felix's accomplishments, not to degrade those accomplishments at all because they're huge. Right. She's a lot faster than I am. But the top 300 males are faster than she is. So at that point, if any one of those kids decide or just is, you know, in their heart, they believe they're female and they want to switch, the playing field's not not level anymore. Well, let's use this example. Let's say there's 300, 300 males that are faster than Allison Felix. That's what, that's what you said. Well, there's only 270 scholarships available to male track athletes mm-hmm. in, that, in her event. And the bottom three get savvy. And they say, well, now I identify as a trans female. Mm-hmm. And they they wait their two years. They take their medicine or they take their pills and or whatever they're taking. And then they take 30 spots before Allison Felix gets offered one as the 31st person. Yeah. Is that fair? Right. Is that a, is that a level playing field? And according according to science, it is not. Right. 
And that's so that's where I've got an issue. I don't, I don't have an issue with the lifestyle. No, I don't have it. I don't have an issue with any of that. Yeah, but but now you're you're trying to infringe on another person's hard fought rights for the benefit of yourself. I mean, it's it's almost like, for example, if you're a white person and you apply to an HBCU, you're eligible for a minority scholarship. Yeah. Because you are the minority on that campus. Mm-hmm. Now, am I in favor of people taking advantage of the loophole? Sure. But do I think it's a loophole? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if you should be doing it. Right. Right. And And... Like I just I keep coming back to the. Then you also have a safety issue too. Oh yeah, well, and that and that's another thing. And sports is different because of that. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a, say it's a, combative sport, right? And now, there is like women's jujitsu and stuff like that. That's an MMA type stuff that's that's working its way up and becoming bigger. Now you have someone who grew up as a male now identifies as female and is competing against women in a combative sport, I mean, you can get people killed. Well, we already have an example of that. Fallon Fox. Yeah. Broke that girl's face. Broke her face. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Has a dude broken another dude's face? Yeah. Sure. But you put that other girl in a ring with Fallon Fox... You put her at greater risk than she signed up for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're talking about a sport where at some points the women's pay is about equal to men. Yeah. Ronda Rousey was probably, I think she was the highest paid UFC uh, fighter when she was at her top of her game mm-hmm. because she drew a big, she drew big carats. Yeah. Let's say Fallon Fox went up against Ronda Rousey and crushed her skull. Mm-hmm. Now he couldn't; she or she couldn't do it as a man, which she was born as. Yeah. But now she's going to transition to a female. Go beat the top female, and go earn money that way instead. Yeah, with an unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, why aren't you just letting all divisions be open between men and female? Yeah, and because you wouldn't have any females because if they if they were in those combat sports, yeah. and and I think there's a delusion, and people say that oh, if you don't support it, you're not supporting trans rights. I don't think this ha- has like I'm not at all against trans <laughs> rights or anyone. Live your life as you see fit. And again, I said, you know, we both said earlier, like, we're not going to, no one here is saying, you know, calling these people he or dead name, anything like that. No, you're, you're female, you're fine. Well, I'll, you know, honor your, your wishes. But to go and just bring up these facts gets labeled, you labeled as a bigot. Right. Uh, you're anti-trans. No, I, I'm not anti-trans at all, but I think you can't, you can't just deny some of the physiological differences between men and women. No, it, it, 
it, it the two issues can be mutually exclusive. Yeah. I can be supportive of trans rights. Again, if someone points to me something they can't do that everyone else can do, and they're going and I guarantee someone's going to say, "Well, sports." Yeah. Okay, that but you're talking about something that's more complicated. Yeah. Because you want to comp- you're not asking to compete against men. Mhm. If you, you can be if you want to be trans and compete against men, by all means. Yeah. Go right ahead. Now, but, did you see there's the trans male swimmer yeah. that went from women's to men's and just completely got demolished. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm all for their opportunity to do that. That's you're com- it's like you're competing up. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Cuz that's what bi- biology says that you're competing up. Mhm. You're competing against the tougher competition. Yeah. I'm fine with that. It's like if you know, if you got a, a kid who should be playing under 8 baseball and they decide to play U10. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm not fine. With a kid who's ten years old playing with eight year olds, that should play on under eight. Yeah, sorry, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. We put limits f- in place for the reason for reasons, and most of them are safety yeah. related. Well, so perfect example of that we went to. So my middle son had a baseball game. The other team didn't show up. So everyone's there. Rather than saying hey, and my oldest and I had just cleared the field next door from his game, so he had all his gear and everything, and said, "Hey, Logan, you want to play?" Because they're just going to have a scrimmage. So you let all the brothers and sisters come out. Some of the parents were out there. But when it was Logan's time to bat, they didn't have any little kids in the field. He hits the ball too hard. Right. We're talking, at the time, it was 8U. So seven-year-old kids, my oldest is 10. He, He knows how to hit. So off a machine, like, I hope the ball's in the air. Right. Because a grounder... Or line drive, he's gonna kill one of these kids. Take it out, yeah. So when the older kids were, there are a couple older brothers there. When they went to hit, none of the little kids were in the field. They got to take three swings off the machine just to crack a ball, right? And then they went back, and the little kids came back up. That's the way it should have been, right? Because he was gonna hit that ball so hard, the little kids don't have the strength, they lack the ability, they can't defend themselves, right? They were gonna take one in the face, yeah. And I think that's what you get into with some of these sports. Like, imagine if, you know, so my middle son doesn't make Broadneck's baseball team. Right. But we can get him on the softball team because he can hit some dingers. Right. Right? So now we have him in high school playing on the girls' team. And the thing is, we're not, we're, we're not by making this argument, we're not uh, – minimizing the 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 trans condition to, oh, I just want to make a sports team. But I think there are people out there that think like that. Right. Think of the competition among some of these crazy parents that we see that you don't think they'd encourage this? Oh, hey, you know, if you... Uh, right. You know? We can get you that scholarship. Yeah. yeah. I, I guarantee you, there's probably people we've been on the field with who would do it. They're... Yeah, we we've talked about crazy sports parents before. Yeah, I mean, there are parents right now that will, there are coaches 
so when my oldest was on the summer tournament team, we had to have a copy of his birth certificate. Right. Because there are coaches that when they're getting beat, yep. they'll pull every trick in the book. Oh, I don't think that kid's that kid's not 10. He's too tall. Right. So you have his birth certificate there. Meaning that there was a coach somewhere out there at one point that brought, oh, let me bring this 13-year-old out. Dude's got a mustache. Yeah. Well, look, everyone knows this name from our generation. Danny Almonte. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. They took that kid to the Little League World Series. <laughs> yeah. And he was two years too old. Mm-hmm. So for people to say that only the parents today would do that. Oh, no. They've been doing this for years. Yeah. Some of these parents will do anything to win freaking Little League for crying out yeah. loud. There's no money there. Yeah. Little League. A summer tournament team in yeah. Anne Arundel so, County. So if you don't think some parent out there right now is scheming to do this so that their kid can get a scholarship mm-hmm. to college. And, and don't get me wrong. Some parents, they want the scholarship more than the kid. Yeah. Because they want to be able to say, well, my son has a full ride to Maryland. Yeah. Like it, like it validates them. Yeah. Some of these people are that devious. Mm-hmm. And just because you aren't, doesn't mean someone else isn't. Yeah. Like, you don't think Fallon Fox knew what she was doing when she got when she got in the ring with a biological female. You don't you don't think you really think oh I, I took the requisite medicine. <laughs> All those years of puberty are erased. Right. Are you kidding me? Right. Have pure tests just dump yeah. it into your system. <laughs> yeah. All the all the years that you went through puberty got more bone density, quicker twitch muscles, mm-hmm. denser muscles. Yeah. All the things that science say happens you know, during uh, adolescence for young men and young women, those don't exist anymore because they took some medicine? Right, two years of... All of that goes away? Yeah. It's, not, it's not like you don't... But it's not like all of a sudden, yeah. It, like when a guy who is a a, a a professional weightlifter stops weightlifting, and you know the muscles decrease in size. Well, the bone density didn't go away. Yeah, and the muscles don't go away entirely. Right. It, 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 you got to be kidding me. Yeah. With this. The dude might not be pulling six hundred pound deads, but he's probably pulling four fifty. Right. He probably come out cold and pull four fifty. Right. Like the the. The advantages of going through puberty are still there. Yeah. And now, I mean, don't get me wrong, some of these kids are transitioning before puberty, mm-hmm. but there's scientific evidence that says that harms children. Yeah. And you're talking about, you know, years of evolution, eons, our species' evolution. Right. That you're going to stop like that because of a one drug, I, you know, may it affect it? Is it going to make it less? Sure. But okay. there's still things there that are going to be there. Right. You know, so it, it it's not something that you can just go and throw a pill at, which is something that our medical community loves to do is just throw pills at things. So. Um, this got off the rails, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What did we start off? We started off with. Whiskey. Whiskey. And oh, we were supposed to get to the Russell Brand thing. 
Yeah. And and the whole uh, follow the money for the doctor for Doctor Fauci. Yeah. And that guy's made a mint. Mm-hmm. Working for him and his wife. Yeah. And I guess is what did his daughter work at Twitter or something like that? Mm-hmm. There were there was a lot to hit there. We didn't hit any of it. No. Okay. As we usually do. Listen, hey. But. Maybe we got next week's topic already wrapped up. But, <laughs> um, but look, for anyone wondering, though, we are not anti-trans, not anti-gay, we're not anti-lesbian. I hope every single person that identifies how they want to identify, I hope they live the life that they want to live. Yeah. And I will... I'm not trying to do anything to impede that life whatsoever. But when it comes to sports and and combat, that's the only one issue that I have. And I would at least like more settled science on it before I make a final decision. But for what we know right now, I would have to say, look, if you're living your life the way you want to live it, if you had to give up that sport so that you can live the way you want to live, we all make sacrifices in life, right? I mean, I I made sacrifices so I could be a happily married man with kids. Mm-hmm. Now, would I, would I make those sacrifices again tomorrow? You're damn right I would. Mm-hmm. Because this is the life I want to live. Yeah. I think everyone in life makes sacrifices to live the life that they want to live. You know, not not everyone became the Major League Baseball player that they wanted to be, or the NFL football player, or the Nobel Prize winning scientist, or the mathematician, or, or Matt Damon from Goodwill Hunting. No one, no one got everything they wanted in life. But we made those decisions, and as long as you're happy with those decisions... That's all that matters. Yeah. If you're happy living your trans life, that's great. But you might have to make some sacrifices in order to live that life. And you're not the only one making sacrifices to live the life that you want to live. Yeah. I think at some point there's going to be a way to figure this out. Sure. Um, But I think what's important is to not shut down discussion over it. Right. And I think that happens all too much. Uh, what is the ad hominem argument? Right. Like, I don't like you're saying, so you're a bigot. Right, right. You're, the, you're, you're an ism. Yeah. You're, you're, you're whatever. And, and the problem with that is, is that that solution never gets found because everyone just is too busy shouting each other down. So give each other some, some space so together this stuff can be figured out. Um it's a complicated issue so you know that you know everyone you know i want everyone to be happy and be able to live the life they want to live um but it can't impede upon somebody else's you know uh desires as well and i think that's where the the problem lies but with time and discussion and understanding there's a way to get to get through it and figure out something that works as, as far as the name calling goes, I believe the, the prophet Eminem once said, I am whatever you say I am. And if I wasn't, why would you say I am? Mm-hmm. And then there's more to that, but yeah. <laughs> it's quite poetic. Yeah. 
which is why I made it into a top 40 rap song. <laughs> uh, but thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, DriveawayBearsPodcast.com Smash that like button. Oh, and if you can, if you're on one of the podcast platforms, we uh, we obviously we put this out for free. We want everyone to listen. We're going to start charging people. And what we're going to charge you is that everyone who listens has to hit the subscribe button. Think of it as think of it as your way to pay us for putting out a show. Yeah, it costs you nothing, right? But it's payment to us <laughs> that you hit the subscribe button. And I'm not going to lie, I stole this idea from a, a guy on YouTube called Jesse on Fire. I'll give credit where credit is due. <laughs> he says, "Look, I put all, I've got all this free content, or I've got all this content out there. You're free to listen to all of it that you want, but you got to you got to pay me by hitting that subscribe button. That's all I'm saying." It takes you in two seconds. Click subscribe, click follow, whatever button there is on your podcast platform or on YouTube or on Rumble or wherever you listen to this. Click subscribe or follow. And that's your payment. It's free for you to do, but it's our version of a payment system. And that's all we ask. We'll see you next time.